excited about what God is doing and uh, we're going to have some fun this morning. Uh, I want to praise God we're actually having three services this morning. Amen. Three services. Hallelujah. Three services. Amen. We're having one here. Then we have another one in Bill Ricker with the marriage ministry. There's about a hundred people or so there. And then we have the 1130 service. So that's three services. Amen. God is good. God is good. That we don't have to shut down because a few people, well, a lot of people, <laughs> are no longer here because uh, you're here. Praise the Lord. Well, we have um, need some help here. Let me see. Any volunteers? No volunteers? Okay, so I'm going to choose one. And have you just hold that? You do that for me? Okay. And good. You can hold this one. Anybody? Ah. You can hold you can hold that one. You can hold this one. You wanna hold it? Okay, you can hold that one. And you wanna hold one, Peter? Alright. Good. Why don't you come down, sir? Oh, they both came down. <laughs> well, we can only, there can only be one. <laughs> oh. My bad. Can I just, yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. All righty. We are going to have fun. Ah, is everybody with me so far? Good, good. Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through um, 13. Luke chapter 4, verses 1 to 13. And we're traveling, we're going to be traveling through the book of Luke. So next week, homework will be Luke chapter 5. So make sure you read Luke chapter 5 for next week's homework. Luke chapter 4, verses 1 to 13. And I'm reading from the, excuse me, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. And from the moment of his baptism, Jesus was overflowing with the Holy Spirit. He was taken by the Spirit from Jordan into a lonely wilderness. Say a lonely wilderness. Okay, a lonely, he, was, he didn't have company. He was by himself. A lonely wilderness of Judea to experience the ordeal of testing by the accuser for 40 days. He ate no food during this time and ended his 40-day fast very hungry. It was then the devil said to him, if you really are the son of God, command the, 
this stone to turn into a loaf of bread for you. Jesus replied, I will not, for it is written in the scriptures, life does not come only from eating bread from God. Life flows from every revelation from his mouth. Verse five, the devil lifted Jesus high. The devil lifted Jesus high. The devil lifted Jesus high. Not every promotion comes from the Lord. The devil lifted Jesus high and in a flash showed him all the kingdoms of and regions of the world. Verse six and seven. The devil then said to Jesus, all of this with all its power, all its authority and all its splendor is mine to give to whomever I wish. Just do one thing and you will have it all. Simply bow down to worship me and it all will be yours. Jesus, sorry, and you will possess everything. Verse eight, Jesus rebuked him and said, Satan, get behind me for it is written in the scriptures. That's why we're memorizing the scriptures. Only one is worthy of your adoration. You will worship before the Lord your God and love him supremely. And this is found in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 13. Uh, the other scripture in Luke chapter 4, verse 4 is found in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. Now, verse 9. Next, he tell somebody the devil doesn't stop. He is relentless. Next, the devil took Jesus to Jerusalem, set him and set him on the highest point of the temple and tempted him or tested him there saying, if you really are the son of God, jump down in front of all these people. For it is written, you know, the devil knows how to quote scriptures. For it is written in the scriptures, God has given his angels instructions to protect you from harm. For the hands of the angels will hold you up and keep you from hurting even one foot on a stone. And this is actually found in Psalm 91 verses 11 and 12. Jesus replied, it is also written in the scriptures. How dare you provoke the Lord your God? And that's found in Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 16. That finish, you know, the devil finally does finish. Amen. Weeping may endure for what? A night. A night. So he does finish. That finished the devil's harassment for the time being. Retreating until the time came to return and test Jesus again. Then Jesus, armed with the Holy Spirit's power, returned to Galilee and his fame spread throughout the region. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. I want to talk to you about something that I think is really going to help many of us. Did I say us? Many of us. Many of us. Did I say us? Okay. Many of us. Okay. Not you. Not your neighbor, but many of us. I want to talk to you about the wilderness of praise. The wilderness of praise. Or simply turning your wilderness into a place of praise. If you look at the map, hopefully the map will be there, you will find that Jesus, um, uh, 
if you look a little bit north, there's a body of water, and then there's a larger body of water called the Dead Sea. So there's a Sea of Galilee. In between there is the Jordan River. Are you following me so far? So Jesus, Jesus is baptized in the Jordan River, and then after he's baptized, he immediately heads, uh, I guess you say, southeast into this region by the Dead Sea, if you see it, and it's called the Wilderness of Judea, okay? It's called the Wilderness of Judea, and and what's interesting about this Wilderness of Judea, it is uh, it actually has a uh, a nickname. It has a nickname or another name, and it's called the Wilderness of Devastation. So this place is its purpose is to devastate you, to destroy you. Are you with me so far? And that's not a nice thing. Nobody wants to be destroyed. But yet God does want to destroy us. You will find that the scripture, and this is the passion version that I read through, it said he was in the wilderness of Judea to experience the the uh, ordeal of testing. The ordeal of testing. The ordeal of testing. The word ordeal actually comes from two uh, old English words, uh, or old Dutch words. It is, and let, let me back up, the word ordeal it is an old English word, and it means the verdict. The verdict. So, an ordeal is a physical test. It is anything that tests one's character or one's endurance. But in old English, it means the verdict. Are you with me so far? The verdict. The verdict. The word verdict. There's two Latin words. There's a there's a uh, informant ha- in in, uh, in the Ivy League Ivy League schools called the Veritas, particularly Harvard Veritas form. Vera it means it means truth. And dic- dicto dictation it means to speak. So when you give a verdict, you are speaking the truth. So the ordeal that you're going through is to get to the truth. Are you with me so far? How many like how many of you like uh herbal tea? Okay, you were the first one up. Okay, so I have herbal tea here. This one is cinnamon apple. So she smiles. She's like, ooh, yeah, cinnamon apple. Now, um, let me ask you, sir, I don't know you, but um, what does it say this is? What kind of tea is it? What kind? What flavor? Cinnamon apple, right, cinnamon apple. Now, the question is, how do you know cinnamon apple? Because it's written. But just because it's written doesn't mean it is. Are you with me? Just because you say who you are doesn't mean that's who you are. Now, the only way we can prove that this is actually cinnamon apple is that what do you have to do with it? Taste it, but before you taste it, what do you have to do? Huh? 
Put it in hot water. Ooh, Jesus. Ooh, nobody knows who you really are. No one knows who you really are until you're in hot water. It's amazing how we used to play in church basketball leagues. And it's amazing how the guys, oh, hallelujah, and they were dancing. But, ooh, when people are losing their tempers, all of a sudden you hear words come out of their mouths. You're like, whoa, where did that come from? Hallelujah. And so some of you, the reason why you are in the ordeal that you're in is because God wants you to know what the verdict is. See, he says these words, I put you through the wilderness, read Deuteronomy chapter 8, to test what was what? In your heart. So that what? So that you would know. (laughs) God already knows you have a bad temper. You just don't know it. See, some of you think you're you're really nice people. (laughs) You think you're really nice people. And guess what? I'm a bishop. I'm over about, I don't know, a hundred and some odd churches. And I think when I put on my robe and look majestic and I think I'm pretty nice. And then the Lord puts me in hot water and sends me to a marriage retreat. (laughs) And I find out I'm not as nice as I think I am. Psalm 51 is a, is a psalm of a person who is shocked to find out what they would do under pressure. It is David's prayer of repentance. He is stunned that he could do something so wicked as kill one of his best friends and commit adultery with his wife. He is horrified. How many of you, okay, let's be honest, how many of you have been shocked at how evil you can be and the reason why God keeps dipping us in hot water is because he there's a flavor that he's waiting for and the flavor is called faith and just like you love tea a certain tea that you drink every day God loves faith. And so that's why he puts you in hot water constantly and constantly, constantly, because he says, can I get faith out? Because faith pleases God. Mm. My good, we can, we can drop the mic and leave right there. Another, so we, we, we talked about ordeal meaning, in Old English it means a physical test, it means verdict. We also found about uh, about the uh, word ordeal, it means it, it comes from a old, a old Dutch word, or o o r, and deal d e e l. Everybody with me? Deal. And so sometimes life kind of deals you some cards. Okay. So we don't want you to look at that card yet. We don't want you 
projects. This is Romans over two, which is that project. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. Ooh. Interesting. How did I get here? Ooh. So, we will switch you to here. We will switch you to here. And we will switch you, what do you got here? To here. Okay, so, we have these cards, okay? Remember, ordeal means to deal out. Are you with me? Now, if you ever went to Las Vegas or played jack, blackjack or gamble, okay, which I've never done because I love my money, uh, the person who has the cards don't doesn't just throw them at you. Are you with me? What do they do? They what? They they deal them, right? And then what do they do after they deal them? What was deal? What does deal? How do you deal cards? How how do you shuffle them? I'm, oh, put them what? Hold them in your what? Put them in your hands. And then after you put them in your hands, what do you do? You shuffle them with your hands, and then what do you do? Pack them up, and then what do you do? Dealing with what? Dealing with what? Dealing with your hands. Dealing with your hands. Dealing with your hands. Dealing with your hands. Deal with your hand. Or deal. Deal with your hand. God has handed something to you. And everything that comes in your life has come through his hand. And so what does your card say? Oh, Joker. What does your card say? King. What does your card say? Queen. Okay, now, let's start here. What does your card say? Joker. And so sometimes stuff happens to you and say, God, you got to be kidding me. Can I get a witness? One problem comes, another problem comes, and you're like, God, for real? But he handed that, he, he did, it's not his cards. But in his love, the card comes through his hand. So let's exchange the card. I'm going to give you another card. You can keep that one. That's a good card. Okay. Ma'am, well, we'll start with you. Now we'll start with you. Ma'am, what's your card? Oh, a queen of what? Queen of what? Oh, queen of hearts. Queen of hearts. Queen of hearts. It's not just the queen. It's queen of hearts. And so God is like, God, how can I be going through this stuff and you still call me a queen when I feel like a papa? What's your card say? King. Does the king? Well, king of hearts. So God is like, you know what? No matter what you're going through, you're still a king. No matter how you feel. I feel like a pauper. I feel like life ain't going well for me. But he's saying, I'm a king. And the point is, is that whatever ordeal you're going through, whatever cards life is dealing with to you, those cards came through the hands of God. And he says in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, I know the plans I have for you. They are good. And they will bring you to an expected 
end. But I need you to trust me. Ooh, turn to somebody and say, that was pretty good. Now, he, he puts him in this ordeal. Are you with me? He puts him in this ordeal to be tested by the accuser. Revelations chapter 12, verses 9 to 11, tells us that Satan is the accuser of the brethren. He'll always say, you're not good enough. You messed up. There you go again. Uh, uh, I thought you were a Christian. The devil will mess with your mind through your circumstances, through your wilderness, because God your character, my character is not made, are you with me, in Disney World. It's not made on a resort in Aruba. Our character is made in the wilderness. In the wilderness. God, he, no, notice the Bible says Jesus comes out filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. But God says, now we're going to test to see if you got what you really got. I love the praise team. Oh, they lead us into wonderful praise. But trust me, these folks who are praising God, they're also in the wilderness. 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 You heard me say this many times. Wild means out of your control. Er means what? More out of your control. And ness means a place where life is more and more out of your control. Have you ever tried to have you ever tried to untangle something and it got more tangled? Okay. And and that's what's happening. You're you're trying to handle your situation and the more you try, the more it gets tangled. Because God is basically putting you in a situation where you must come to the conclusion that man must live by every word that comes out of God's mouth. I need you. And the, and the point is, is that we don't understand truly what John says in John 15 verse 5, that without God, you can do no thing. We, that's the, that's the denotation, but the connotation in our mind is God, without you, I can't do the hard things. God, without you, you know, too often God has to get many of us to our backs against the wall where there's no way to turn, and then we turn to God. But the stuff we can handle, well, God gave me wisdom, so I don't really need to pray about that. Hmm. It's quiet in this Pentecostal church. I don't know if it's because it's early or... He's the accuser. This is the thing that really struck me in the, in the um, this is what struck me in the Passion Bible. It says he is the accuser of the brethren who relentlessly accuses us day and night. There are some of you, you can't even sleep because the enemy has relentlessly put worry and doubt and fear and anxiety you are just consumed by it. And that's not from God. That is from the relentless accuser. 
well, if you'd have done this, maybe this wouldn't have happened. And if you'd have done that, man, and you need to understand that that's his job. But the Bible says in John 8, verse 44, the devil is a liar. He'll say things like, you'll never get out of this. This is the way life is always going to be. Your mama was like that. Your daddy was like that. Your whole family was like that. It's always going to be that way. You're black. That's because, that's why it's like that. You don't speak English as a first language. That's why you're female. He will always, he will lie, 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 lie. And he is relentless. I used to say many times, you know, that, that, that the devil will beat you down and you, and your attitude is, okay, devil, I give up. And the devil says, you give up? Yeah, uncle. Do you give up? Yeah. And you're, you're on your back. I give up. Okay, I'm sorry. And, 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 okay, you got the submission hole. And you go to the devil. Okay, I'm tapping out. I'm tapping out. And the devil says, you tapping out? Yeah. Go, Good. He even beat you up even more. There ain't no tapping out with the devil. Mm. And so the Bible says that Jesus went into this wilderness, this place of out of control, but it's the wilderness, though it's called the nickname in that region was the wilderness of devastation. Because that's how you feel when things are out of control. I'm I'm just being devastated. My prayer partner said these words and I and, and I cracked up. He was going through a difficult time and he said you know the song i'm a friend of god i'm a friend of god anyone know i'm a friend of god he comes and he said he said this he was going through a tough time he said brian i said to god god if this is how you treat your friends i'd hate to be your enemy because sometimes you want a god do you really care can i get a witness out there but you, I've discovered that I have to turn that wilderness that's out of control instead of allowing the devil to devastate me. Are you with me? The purpose of that wilderness is to devastate my flesh. Mm. Paul says we are the circumcision, meaning circumcision means I need to cut some stuff off of you who worship God in the spirit and we rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. The wilderness is to put you in a position where life is so out of your control, you no longer trust you, you trust God. You discover that, ooh, Jesus. You discover through the wilderness that you are untrustworthy. No matter how much education I have, no matter how much experience I have, no matter how good I am at such and such, I can not have any confidence in my ability. I have, I can have three degrees, three master's degrees, and for years I'm still unemployed. Because God is saying your, your degrees are not going to open the door for you 
I'm going to open the door. And once you get that across, once you understand, I have no confidence. Because the Bible says that God resists the proud. This is James chapter 4. But he gives grace. He gives favor to the humble. So that after you, the door opens, nobody gets the credit but God. But we always want to take a little bit of credit until God uses the wilderness to, to just obliterate everything we have. And we come to God and say, I have nothing. And he says, that now, now, now I can trust you because when I give you stuff and people say, how'd you do that? You, you'll say, everything I have is from him. So he has to put you through the pain of the wilderness where you get scars. And, and, and some of you, you know, you've had operations. I, I had an Achilles, uh, I tore my Achilles tendon, and I have a, a, a scars from the operation. Are you following me? And it doesn't hurt anymore, but I remember the scar, and I remember how I got it. And it's always a reminder <laughs> of the experience and the pain, and what I went through, and God wants to leave you scarred. Oh, yes, he does. So that when people come and say, well, how you do? Oh, let me talk. Uh, you haven't been through anything. Oh, really? Oh, really? Let me show you this scar. Does it still hurt? No, the Lord is a sustainer. He's a healer, but I will never forget how he brought me through the wilderness. Let me tell you, if he did it for me, he can do it for you. Because there's some people who say, you don't understand how I feel. You don't know how I feel. And you're, you're like, oh, you, oh, really? You don't understand how I feel. I had a cesarean, and, 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 and you know, it was so painful. And, you know, they're acting like they're the first one. To, and then you say, look, come over here, honey. Let's go into the ladies' room. You see this? <gasps> you, yeah, yeah. I just don't, I just don't whine about it all day. Ooh, it's quiet in here. So God is saying, God is saying, I'm going to knock this over. God is saying, turn your wilderness from devastation into the wilderness of Judea. Turn it into a place of praise. This word Judea, it is a, it is a, it is the word Judah, which, which really means to use the hand. In other words, I'm going to hold out my hands. Are you with me? I'm going to hold out my hands and I'm going to revere God. I'm going to extend my hands to God. I'm going to give thanks. And the Jewish people, the way they raised their hand, they didn't so much raise their hand like this, which is surrender, which is good. They raised, they raised their hands like this, which means God, I lift praises up to you and I receive from you. It's a wave off and I drift. I give my praises to you and I receive from you. And some of you say, well, I haven't received from God. Yes, you have. Because when you lift up your hands and praise God, he gives you grace to go through something. He gives you his strength. People look, how do you go? How have, how have you not lost your mind? Because every day I lift up praises to him and he gives me strength enough to make it through the day. And someday that favor, that strength rather, is going to turn into favor. One day when instead of strength coming down, it's going to be blessing. It's going to be turnaround. It's going to be breakthrough. You're going to go, hey! Turn to, turn to somebody and say, my friend, it's time for you 
to weaponize your praise. See, weaponize your praise, weaponize your praise, weaponize your praise. In other words, sometimes, you, you, like in church, we're praising God. We love you, Jesus. We give you glory. But weaponizing your praise is when you're going through the attacks of the enemy and you say, you know what, devil? I'm going to praise God anyways, because when I praise God, he shows up. I'm sick of your mess. I know you want me to complain, but I'm going to lift up my eyes into the hills from what cometh my help. I'm going to bless. God at all time. His praise will continue to be in my mouth. My soul will make her boast in the Lord. The humble will hear and be glad in it. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And I'll just praise you. I'll praise you when the bills don't get paid. I'll praise you when sickness comes. I'll praise you when relationships break. I will bless you at all time because sooner or later you're going to show up. You may not respond to my complaining, but you respond to my praise. Turn to somebody and say, weaponize your praise. Every time the devil attacks you, he says, I praise him anyways. I bless him anyways. I give him glory anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, you sent me an unexpected bill. All right. I'm going to praise God by giving God more money. And the Bible said when he came out of, whoo, when he came out of the wilderness of praise, the Bible says his fame spread everywhere. This word fame means notoriety. Notoriety. His reputation, his character. And this is the point I want to make. All those, all you guys who have the cards, why don't you come up right now? Hey, Jordan. Yep, come down with your card. And from here, I'm going to let you Sunday school students go. All you have your cards. Okay? Now, this is what I want you to do. Face me first. Face me first. So, I want you to hold this. I want you to hold this. Hold this. Good, good. Good, good, Jordan. Okay. Okay, good. Now, let's see you kind of shrink here. So, I want you to, I want you to hold your cards up high. Hold them up high. Hold them up high. Hold them up high. Okay, so, you see, if you don't go through the wilderness of devastation and turn it into the wilderness, of praise, are you with me? You're going to come out with fame. Are you with me? Are you with me? You're going to come out with notoriety, right? And the word notoriety is the word note. Everybody with me? And, and a note is a label. So, if you don't allow God to deal with you, you will continually be noted as someone who's selfish, are noted as someone who's lazy, are noted as somebody who's undependable, as noted as someone who's always angry. Like you, Jordan. Noted as somebody who's already irritable. Trust me, trust me, whether you like it or not, somebody has labeled you. 
Come on, folks. How many? Just, just look straight at the screen. How many of you know people who are undependable? Okay. Okay. Oh, oh, wow, you all are good. How many know people who are undependable? How many of you know when you really need the, someone? Troy Troy Van Roy said this: a, a real, a, you know, a person's a friend when you can call them at three o'clock in the morning to take you to the airport. Okay. Okay. How many of you know? How many of you have some people who you will call to take you to the airport at three o'clock in the morning, and there's some people you won't call? Okay. You know you're going on a cruise and you need to catch. How many of you know there's some people you will not call? Okay. So, so that's what I'm talking about. So on the other hand, turn it around, turn it around to the green, to the green, to the green. When you come out of the wilderness, when you come out of a place of praise, you turn from being selfish to generous. You turn from being lazy to hardworking. You turn from being what? Undependable to faithful. You turn from being what? Angry to joyful. You turn from being what? Irritable to patient. That's what happens. I want God to transform me. I want to be a generous husband. And not always, well, we always got to watch Hallmark Station. The Lord has changed my heart. I'll sit down there and watch Hallmark. Same old story. <laughs> they almost kissed twice. And then the third. Anyway, let me just stop. Okay. God bless you. I need these cards for the next service. Hallelujah. And what we're going to do, we're going to model turning our wilderness into into the wilderness. We're, we're going to turn the wilderness that was meant to devastate us. The situations that are out of our control. Relationships, jobs, whatever. And we're going to turn it into a place of praise. When I visit hospitals many times, even my daughter, when she was in the hospital this past week, you know, my wife and I would say, no, stop playing praise music. Some of you need to play worship music in your house. Just, just to change the atmosphere. So that even, come on, I, I realize just sometimes it's so painful that you can't get praise out of your mouth. That's why God made Bluetooth speakers. Fill your house with praise. Change the atmosphere. Hallelujah.